Welcome to episode 24 of the Lovecraft Tapes, an actual play Call of Cthulhu 7th edition RPG podcast using Roll20.net. I am your keeper of arcane lore, Jeremy Boomstick Johnson, and your investigators of the unknown are Brian Johnson as Samantha Blaine. That'd be me. Matt Zelish as Dan Williams. You know, repeatedly setting my ringtone to TNT by ACDC is really not that funny. But it is dynamite. And Gabe DiCenzo as Roy Arroyo. Reverend Lemons gave me permission to partake on this adventure. Well, before we begin, we want to do a little bit of housekeeping. We are a group of four friends who play 7th edition Call of Cthulhu role-playing game on Roll20.net. As the keeper, I use a mixture of modified published scenarios, original content, and off-the-cuff improvisation. We lean heavily towards story-based role-playing, but like to mix in roles and rules where necessary to add some randomness and chance. We broadcast our podcast recording sessions on YouTube using OBS on a weekly basis. Follow us on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes to find out what day we're recording so you can watch us live. But beware, if you follow the podcast, there will be spoilers since we usually record four episodes ahead. But you'll get the added bonus of chatting with us live, even possibly influencing the story, and get to see here the unedited version of the podcast, for better or worse. I'm so sorry. We apologize in advance. All right, how is everybody doing tonight? Very well. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing pretty nice, yeah. Just uh, kicking back with some water. Had a nice cup of coffee before this. Uh, my energy should be up. I took some volume, so I'll be out in about 10. I took some Xanax. It sure helped uh, Charles, didn't it? Xanax? Nope. Say your last name again, Gabe. Dishenzo. It's DeFriendZone. Whenever I try to cap a feel, he's like, nope. I think of you as a friend. No, it's Dasganzo. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dasbuto. <laughs> Well, uh, before we continue, we do need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Jason Windflower, graphic designer and artist in retreat. My wife Tamara and I enjoy traveling the world and meeting others who possess a great appreciation for true artistry. Why, just recently we collaborated with the management at a quaint inn located on an island in New Hampshire to provide their guests a once-in-a-lifetime experience, participating in a spontaneous installation that left our audiences literally breathless. What's next for us? Well, we plan to come to your neck of the woods soon and give you and your loved ones the same immersive treatment. Just be on the lookout for our signature big top tent to spring up overnight at the edge of town. Follow the sounds of mirthless laughter, cacophonous pipe music, and the distant dying screams of stars winking out of existence. At the gate, be sure to mention coupon code CHUCK for a free bag of unbuttered popcorn. And we're back. That was brilliant. All this time, we still can't find a decent sponsor. Shut up. That was brilliant. And now we continue with episode 24, a brand new scenario. That's a weird title. Three months have passed since Samantha and Dan left Deerfield, New Hampshire. Three months with no word from or sign of Charles Blaine. Three months of enduring questions from local law enforcement, the media, and the FBI about the missing people posing as the murdered windflowers. Eventually, those questions peter out, until only the occasional query arrives via email. Life inexorably returns to a semblance of normality. The rest of the world busies itself with other mysteries. Samantha tries to take solace in the routine of teaching, but her mind wanders frequently, unable to forget the horrors witnessed at the contented cow. 
She awakens from nightmares, sure her father is standing there at the foot of her bed in the dark. But there is nothing. He is gone. Dan returns to the security offices of Miskatonic University a troubled man. He's crushed by overwhelming guilt. What if he had turned back to check on Charles as they ascended from the basement? What if he had reacted more quickly to that stick of dynamite? Futile questions he knows, but he can't help it. He clings to Samantha, determined to protect her at all costs. They console each other. Oddly, this latest tragedy has brought them even closer together. They've spent more and more time ruminating over the events on that island, trying to piece together what happened. And they've acquired a new ally, a seasoned FBI agent from Boston, originally assigned to investigate the Deerfield murders, has taken to spending more time in Arkham. Many a night, the trio gather at the Blaine estate to ponder what might have happened that fateful weekend. And their interests have started to drift to other peripheral mysteries. So Gabe, why don't you tell us a little bit about Roy Arroyo? Uh, Roy was born into a very Catholic family, born and raised in Arkham, Massachusetts. Kind of basically stayed in the area his whole life, living in Boston now. But, uh, you know, he's growing up, he's about 47 years old. He's got a wife and about 11 kids, as most Catholic Catholics do. He got a real, real hate for the color turquoise, puts him into some weird anxiety attacks, and he happens to be blind in his left eye. That's a good start. So if we uh, take a look at uh, Roy here real quick. As you know... Uh, Each of the characters needs to identify a key connection, and what this does is it allows, at the end of a a scenario, you to see if you've conquered some fear or dealt with some anxiety that will bolster your sanity a little bit. And it's a chance for you to regain some sanity beyond just normal therapy, which you can also do, but this is something that's sort of, you know, like I'm looking at your character and I see... Okay, anxiety attacks over the color of turquoise, but the afraid of frogs thing is really interesting. That's something I'm happy to admit. (laughs) And that's something that's a little bit more meaningful to you and that you don't share with other folks. And just because we're sharing it here now among players doesn't mean that their characters know about it. But that that may be something that you might want to, I might recommend using that as your key connection and sort of come up with a backstory of your own as to why you're afraid of frogs. And there may come a time where I might throw you a curveball within the story that will test this. And whether or not you come out ahead might determine whether or not your sanity improves later on down the line. Do you like that as a key connection? Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, so on your character sheet, I'm actually going to label that as Put a key pictures connection. connection. of frogs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> connection. That is Gabe's character, Roy Arroyo. As many of the listeners might remember, Arroyo was actually a NPC in Charles's supposed coma where he thought he was an investigator. Roy Arroyo was a uh, FBI agent in that particular story in Chapter 2, so Dark Angelus. So if you like to go back and listen to that, uh, you might see a little bit of a connection there. I tried to work out the timeline, as to, and it seems to make sense that Roy would be 47 years old if... The other Arroyo was actually his dad. It sort of matches up slightly. So let's go ahead and jump into it. A mid-August Saturday morning arrives bright and warm. Dan gets up early, unable to sleep, and slips out of bed without waking Samantha. The nightmares have abated somewhat, but they still visit unannounced. So when she gets a peaceful sleep, he is loath to disturb it. She continues to slumber blissfully while he pads downstairs to the kitchen. A familiar thump on the doorstep signals the arrival of this morning's edition of the Arkham Gazette. 
Dan retrieves it with a cup of coffee in his hand, deciding it is nice enough to sit on the porch to read. He unfolds the local rag, takes a sip, then nearly chokes as a blurb in the bottom left corner of the front page catches his eye. Break-in culprit caught. Arkham police responded last night to a reported break-in at the local MSPCA on West Water Street around 2.30 in the morning. Arrested on the scene was 32-year-old Arkham resident Ryan Davies, who authorities claim was leaving the site with a large quantity of ketamine hydrochloride, used commonly as a date-rape drug. No animals at the shelter appear to have been harmed. Davies is being held on $2,000 cash bail and will be arraigned later at Salem District Court. Dan, you know Ryan Davies. He is actually a friend of yours. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Ryan Davies, how you guys know each other. Currently, you know he's 32 years old. You do know that he is a bookseller in town. He he manages a bookstore, and he is married and has a couple kids. You guys have fallen out of uh, regular contact over the last few years. But uh, tell us a little bit of backstory about how you met him. Me and Ryan met back in basic, actually. Uh, ended up... In the same bunk. Now, I, I the ended up bunk? going on to. <laughs> same bunk house, I should say. Saucy. Now, why I ended up going on to do field work, Ryan was actually pulled to be an analyst, and he went off to intelligence school. So, or an analyst. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't play. know him for long, but for what I did know him when he was in basic, he seemed like a, a, a pretty normal guy. Had uh, a weird obsession with books, though. Always reading one or talking about one or... Or eating one. Collecting. And uh, why, why did you guys lose touch? Mostly because I went off to Iraq and he ended up in Langley. So, you know, as often as it is, I kind of hold a little bit of resentment for him. Because while I was off getting shot at and almost blown up in Iraq, he was uh, sitting in a cubicle looking at a computer monitor. And yet he somehow gets paid more than I do. Okay, I like that. That's a good backstory. Does Samantha know of him? No, she she wouldn't know. I don't talk a whole lot about the war or anything kind of before that period. I really try and avoid it. All right. Well, um, at this point, I think that's a great backstory for you guys. Um, but, you know, he uh, Ryan was a good friend once upon a time. And this sounds completely different than anything he would be involved in. Albeit, you know, you've uh, maybe... You can't avoid seeing him in town occasionally, so it's not like you haven't seen him. Um, but it's you know maybe been just passing, friendly high type situation. If you've ever gone to his bookstore, then you would have seen him there. So you guys have been friendly. So this is quite the shock that he would be involved in something of, the, of this nature. Right now, you're sitting on the front porch, uh, trying to swallow your coffee, wipe what you've spit off the paper. So it's early in the morning right now. It's about. 7 38 o'clock in the morning and uh samantha is sleeping upstairs and you know that roy is uh coming over at about 11 a.m for brunch um and we're gonna let you drive the story from here i'm going to actually tear that story off the front page fold it up and put it in my pocket to carry with me going to head inside make sure there's still enough coffee left for everyone else if not i'm going to start a new pot and i'm going to start prepping for brunch i know that uh sam isn't really big on cooking oh so. okay <laughs> nicely done uh okay great what are you, what are you gonna whip up I'm, I'm i'm feeling classic all-american so we're going to do some uh nice light fluffy pancakes maybe add some blueberries in there some uh bacon applewood smoked very thick cut of course the scrambled eggs 
squeeze some orange juice. All in the pancakes? Yeah. Mm. That's some weird pancakes, And man. I can't cook? Will it blend? Okay, well, you can uh, pre-prep a lot of that stuff, but you still got a couple hours before he's going to be there. So, yeah, you can just get things ready in the uh, fridge. And then you're probably looking at him like maybe 9 o'clock. I'm going to go to my computer and uh, boot up my browser and see if I can't find any like corroborating stories or any other articles about this this ketamine theft or attempted ketamine theft they're not on red tube dude <laughs> i'll check you porn then <laughs> nope still no articles i don't get it <laughs> i'll check playboy i always read playboy for the articles so you know what the 34 rule of the internet is that is true of course i don't okay go ahead and give me a library use rule oh i needed a 20 i rolled a 33 you can't find anything really Related too much to the ketamine stuff. Um, you're not real familiar with that other than that, like the, you know, it's it's a date rape drug. That's about all you know beyond that. As far as corroborating uh, stories, the only story you find is basically an online version of the same thing that you have in your paper. Okay. He rips you know the screen in half it. and puts it in his pocket. <laughs> So yeah, it's uh, either the story as this occurred was like 2.30 a.m. last night. So uh, maybe the news hasn't really got around to any other outlets or it's just not big enough to have been picked up at this point. $2,000 worth of ketamine seems like kind of big news. Yeah, but not where we live. <laughs> yeah, this is everyday occurrence, man. <laughs> it's mean, Arkham. Drugs, baby. I mean, $3,000, then we're talking, but... <laughs> $2,001, that's unusual. <laughs> the alarms go off. <laughs> <laughs> that's the capper. Can I uh, see on the byline who wrote the article? It doesn't have a byline. It just okay. seems like a uh, just a real quick blurb. There's, you know, knowing the uh, Arkham Gazette, you're probably going to see an expanded version of this, maybe in the evening paper or possibly tomorrow's paper. The papers aren't like very huge in Arkham, so. Okay, so I guess I still have some time to. Sam, you can awaken anytime you want to, if you, if you want to, or you can <laughs> wait until he wakes you up. <laughs> I smell the coffee, the fresh coffee, and I start to stir. Stir the coffee? Nope. Oh, yeah. You like it black and strong like your man? Since I know I have a little bit more time to go, I'm going to pull up my phone, flip through the contacts, and call up uh, a guy named John Rafferty, who I know is a reporter over at the local paper. So it rings a couple times, and uh, you hear a sleepy voice come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's up, Dan? Oh, hey, John. Um... I was reading the paper this morning, and I noticed there was a, a blurb about some dude who tried to, to steal a bunch of ketamine last night. Oh, God, yeah. What do you think of that? Oh, wait, don't you know that guy? Yeah, yeah. We we uh, knew each other back in basic. Um, And it's, it's weird, because as much as I know him, that seems incredibly contrary to, to who he is. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've, I've run into this guy a couple times. He seems pretty normal to me, or at least he did. Yeah, I've uh, always been a bit of a bookworm, but a uh, drug addict, uh, not so much. He really likes the ladies. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. I was wondering if there was any uh, any other information that you guys had on, on what happened that maybe didn't make the cut for the, the little blurb, or if you're well, you know doing a little more on it, if there was anything you could tell me. No, not really. Um, I know they got him holding down at the uh, police station, and uh, I imagine his family's going to pull together some money and bail him out maybe a day or two, but uh, that's all we know at this point. We'll get some more uh, information after the cops are done with him. Okay. If uh, anything else interesting shows up, you mind giving me a ring? Yeah, no problem. Will do. 
Hey, thanks a lot, buddy. Who were you talking to? Oh, uh, hey, honey. I'm uh, calling up uh, John, friend of mine who who works at the local. You guys paper. getting married? You asked him to give you a ring, so I was just wondering. <laughs> no, he's he's a reporter. Um, I know, I know. I'm just trying to have fun in the morning. Uh, I I don't know if you you know who Ryan Davies is. Mm, I don't think so. Uh, he owns a bookstore in town. Hmm. Married, has a couple kids. Me and him met each other back uh, back when I first enlisted. We we had basic training together. Okay. Pretty normal guy. A bit of a bookworm. Mm-hmm. Always always reading something or, or talking about someone. Or uh, apparently he got caught trying to steal two thousand dollars worth of ketamine from the MSPCA. The the date rape drug. Yeah yeah. And what the hell? I'm kind of confused because. Everything I know about him says that that is something he would never do. Yeah, but how well do you really know him? I mean, when's the last time you talked to him? I mean, I've seen him in passing and maybe had some small talk when I when I stopped by the bookstore to grab something, a new mystery novel to read over at work, but hmm. I never pegged him to be either I hope you never pegged him. criminal mastermind or a drug addict. I, I, I don't know. That's sure to bunk. <laughs> He did share a bunk, so maybe you pegged him. Hey, it's the army, okay? There's not a whole lot of options. It's an army of two. (laughs) (laughs) Devil's cartel. (laughs) Huh, well, that's strange. Yeah, it is very strange. And uh, Sam, you do know that... Who the hell is talking? (laughs) It's me, Jesus. Hey, guys, it's me, Jesus. Is it the coffee? (laughs) It's me, the coffee. I put some ketamine in the coffee this morning. (laughs) I feel tired. You've been into bankrupt books occasionally, and you, you you're pretty sure you know. Yeah, I think who, I know who he is. Yeah, who this guy is. Yep, yep. That's an optimistic name. I don't. I've never met him directly, but I'm sure that he's waited on me before with his peg. <laughs> so, hope it's not the same one. His peg leg strikes me as really odd hmm. for him. Well, people people are different. I mean. Who they are, who they are face to face, and who they are behind closed doors can be a uh, hundred different things. Fair point. Is there something that's you need to get to the bottom of with this, or is it just is it just bugging you because you knew him? Just everything that I knew about him says that he's a good guy. Hmm. We all, all the rest of us back at camp thought he was a little strange, but maybe that's because while we were out, you know, shooting guns and learning how to fight, he was. Uh, you know, reading books and decrypting codes. Pegging people. <laughs> he always seemed a lot more in, in, uh, smart than the rest of us. Okay. And I guess Quick question, some of the honey. guys resented him for that. Yeah. Could he communicate with bugs telepathically? Not that I know of. Okay. I didn't know if we were going into an alternate universe here. <laughs> you did call him a bookworm. Starship Troopers, we're fighting while you're teleporting. Okay. Well, I'd say it, if it'll help, it's, go see him. See if you can... Help him in any way. If he's your friend, it's the least you can do. See if he needs anything. Yeah. I have uh, have, uh, John down at the paper keeping an eye on things, and he said he'd call me up if any new information came in. Okay. Well, let me know if I can help. You know that. I'll I'll be there. After all we've been through, we got to stick together on everything. That that that, that can wait. You know, Roy's going to be here soon, and I've I've prepped okay prepped for brunch and. Well, I'm going to go shower then if he's coming soon, so I can be ready. Okay. If she's showering, I'm coming now. Gross. It's not that kind of podcast. You're in the car, for Christ's sakes. I hope you have some towelettes. (laughs) I call it the Splattermobile for a reason. So let's pick up where uh, Dan is making brunch, and Sam heads upstairs to take a shower. As she undresses, she thinks back. 
the last three months. And Sam, why don't you tell us a little bit how things have been with Dan and uh, how's your relationship been going? Well, it was really rough immediately after. Uh, we, we took some time apart, probably about three, three and a half weeks. Um, I didn't have any contact with, with Dan. I went to a support group for, uh, for violent crimes and lo and behold, he was there as well trying to get some help. And after about the third visit, I sat by him and we started to talk again. And since then, we've been inseparable. We've supported each other, made sure everything in our lives is healthy, and and we're starting over. It's a fresh start. Okay. Our, uh, remind me and the listeners again, are you living in Charles's house? Correct. In my home. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's probably definitely yours now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how often does uh, Dan stay over? Uh, Dan stays every night. For the last For the last month and a half, he's been here every night. Nice. I keep them around because obviously I don't know how to cook. <laughs> I didn't say you didn't know how to cook. I said you weren't that into cooking. I'm into eating, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's been extremely supportive, and uh, I honestly don't know how I could have gotten through this without him. All right, uh, let's switch over to Roy um, as he's driving and getting pretty close to the house. And uh, Roy, why don't you fill us in a little bit about uh, how the Charles Blaine investigation is going. I shouldn't be telling you this, but I, I work pretty deep closely. I'm an FBI agent, and I was told that one day I came into work, and the boss told me to start investigating, and I've been around this town my entire life, so I know it, and I know most of the people, so I see why he picked me. I mean, I'm the man for the job, and it's just time to start looking, get some leads. You've had uh, three months of investigation, and it really hasn't turned up much in the way of anything. You guys obviously started at Deerfield, New Hampshire. Um, you were brought in towards the tail end of that after they'd done a sweep of the island. Um, you toured the Contented Cow, which was essentially a smoking husk of a building by the time uh, you got there. Uh, there are no plans currently to even rebuild on that island. There is really no indication of where Charles Blaine might have gone. Would you say that the uh, case is gone cold or? It's definitely a strange occurrence. I mean, especially with such, with a guy like that, doesn't happen. Just doesn't, you don't just go flat off the face of the earth. I mean, I'm not going to give up. I'm, like I said, I'm I'm the guy that's going to put my all into this. And I mean, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to be going at this level I'm going, but I'm not giving up anytime soon. Will you arrive at uh, the Blaine residence? And uh, even as you walk up to the front door, you can smell Dan's wonderful cooking. Man, that's some wonderful cooking. And Sam comes down just as the doorbell rings. Ding. You want to grab that, honey? I'm just about done in here. No, we have company. Oh, the door. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Arroyo. Come on in. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm all right. Hey, Roy, that you? I was talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm playing. I'm playing. How's it going, guys? Good. You hungry? Yeah, I could. I could. I'd Dan go for whipped some up some breakfast for us. Uh, I thought this was brunch. Dan whipped up some brunch for us. Well, now I'm in the mood for breakfast, so I don't know what to say. Dan, can you make breakfast? I've been slaving over this hot stove for at least half an hour, so you're going to eat and you're going to like it. All right, what we got? What we got? Got you some uh, some nice pancakes. We got uh, some regular pancakes, some chocolate chip, some blueberry, some uh, nice bacon, scrambled eggs, fresh pot of coffee, some fresh squeezed orange juice. All in the pancakes? Where have I heard that before? My chalupa cake. <laughs> I appreciate you having me over. Hey, anytime. I don't know about anytime. That's a lot. <laughs> 
I don't really have a home. My my 11 kids terrorize me. Anytime <laughs> I can get out of the house, I'm gonna. You had a, a chance to look at the paper this morning? Yeah, yeah, you saw that? Yeah, the, the break-in down at the MSPCA. Oh, I was talking about how Miss Borowski died. What was that? Oh, yeah. Poor, poor Miss Borowski. She taught me fifth grade math. Yeah, she was a wonderful lady. She's an English teacher. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why it was such a terrible class. So what happened? So there was a break-in down at the, uh, the local MSPCA. A guy tried to steal $2,000 worth of ketamine. Name was uh, Ryan Davies. Wow. Gotta avoid that party. The thing is, is I knew Ryan. Uh, we were in basic together. He ran that bookstore, right? Yeah, yeah, he runs Bankrupt Books downtown. Yeah, I've, I've talked to him. I don't know if it's just because I may, I maybe, you know, used to be friends with him at one point, but it just doesn't seem to me like he's the kind of guy to try and, and steal a bunch of drugs. Yeah, he was a nerdy guy. I mean, all he ever talked about was books. I mean, I know it was a bookstore, but I try to talk about other things and he just keep making recommendations how dare he how's the weather have you tried this book (laughs) so yeah i get what you're saying it's a weird time so i was thinking if you uh you're looking for another excuse to get away from all your your little monsters back at home well most of them are over 12 inches damn it's not really little well i mean when your wife is a dwarf your kids always have a chance to be a little (laughs) i was wondering if you wanted to head down to the police station with me yeah do see if i couldn't get a a shot at talking to ryan yeah bugsy's does bugsy still work down there yeah, you know he does. Yeah, he's actually uh, at the front desk. I haven't seen him in ages, so that'd be good to see him and look into this. Awesome. Well, why don't you pull up a chair? We got plenty of food. How would I do pull-ups off of a chair? And I'm pretty sure Ryan's not going anywhere anytime soon, so uh, let's just have a nice relaxing brunch. Cool. Okay, so brunch transpires, and uh, everybody's eaten to their fill, and it was very nice. Dan did a wonderful job, as usual. I could not keep the orange juice inside my pancake. Except the pancake that has all the other stuff in it. Oh, you don't like my fusion cuisine? So it's after brunch now. Thanks for brunch. It was pretty good. Yeah. Do you guys need me, or did you want to go? If you want to come on down and say hi to Ryan, you're totally welcome to come with. Okay. I mean, I might... um... Swing over to the CVS and grab a few things. Okay. All right, let me grab my purse. You cool with driving, Roy? I can drive. Cool. He has a moped. (laughs) You all pile onto the moped. (laughs) Stack it up. Dan, you sit on my lap. Talk about pegging. So uh, you drive down to the uh, police station, and Roy, you see Bugsy at the front desk there. Hey, Bugsy. How's it going? Pretty good there. Uh, How's it going, the Royal? Oh, it's been good. I missed you, man. It's been a while. Yeah, I miss you too, man. What have you been up to? Ah, uh, you know, investigation. How are things in Boston? Uh, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. You know, big city, but I always like to get back. Are, are those uh, firemen still a bunch of queers? Oh, all of them. All of them. Every single one's a queer. How's the old lady? Ah, uh, she's all right. You know, she's uh, bitching me up and down. I don't know. I smack her up one way and she smacks me down the next. Ah, uh, yeah, that's how it goes. You were always a wild one, man. Yeah, I'm just nutty. I'm nutty. You ever get that screen door fixed? Dead thing? Oh, God. Yeah, it fell off last winter. You got to stop throwing your kids through it, man. Kids? Ah, uh, they're all grown up now. I'm more... It's just me and the missus. Oh, jeez. They having fun with that. They're all off to university. You know, they don't want to... Even the, They could walk to the university from the house, but no, they got to stay on campus. So I never pegged you. I never pegged your little ones for uh, for I university. Hope not. Camps. You what? You pegged my little ones? <laughs> oh, not my babies. So I never did. Oh, oh God. Okay, yeah. Well, what can I do for you? What, what are you guys doing here? Who's the Who's the looker over there? Dan's pretty good looking. Oh, <laughs> we're not in the 1950s anymore, guys. Dan, you fill them in. You know more about it than I do. Oh, there goes Matt. He's gone. 
He lost his connection. Oh, boys. Oh, God. Sure I do. So I guess he can't fill us in. Oh, well. Oh, okay, okay. I'll, I'll do my best. Hey, Bugsy, you have any ketamine cases lately? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we, we had that guy, uh, uh, what's his name? Ryan Davies. The, the guy who owns the bookstore. Is that, it's just so damn weird. I know, so I was saying to, to my vanished friend over there. Oh, he just went to the bathroom. He'll be right back. The guy, is, he, he says he didn't do anything. Well, that's what we're here to look into. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you want to go in and talk to him? I mean, uh, you got the credentials, uh... I appreciate it, Bugsy. I can bring uh, you and one. I can let in one of you and one other friend here if you want. I figure we best wait for Dan. He seemed to know more about it. Sam, didn't you have to go to the CVS anyway? Yeah, I'm gonna run to the CVS real quick. He should be back any minute. All right. Yeah, CVS is just down uh, maybe three blocks, and you notice that about halfway down, about two blocks down, Kitty Corner to where you would turn left to go to the CVS. Kitty Corner is Bankrupt Books, the actual bookstore where you know that the guy was the manager. I'm going to just step in real quick and uh, see if I hear anything. As you walk in, uh, it's just opening. You see a young lady, a teenage girl, flips the close to open sign just as you approach the front door. Oh, I turn around and run. (laughs) (laughs) It's open. They're coming right for us. She notices you arriving and uh, opens up the door, says, hi, welcome. Happy Saturday. Hi. I scratch my hand like this and do a wave. And you can Throwback. see that she she's wearing a uh, a smock. She is very pretty. And how are you today? Good. How are you doing? Well, I'm just great. I'm just great. Uh, can, can we uh, find help you find anything? Oh, I'm I'm just gonna browse. Hey, is Ryan in? Uh, no, no. Uh, but uh, but Chris is. She's she's the manager on duty right now. Oh, okay. Oh, I just wanted to. Say, I, I just. And yes, I my did husband, say duty. My husband and Ryan are friends. I just wanted to say hi real quick, but that's okay. I'll oh. just I'll just keep browsing. Okay. Well, thank uh, you. Yeah, l- just give us a shout if you need anything. Will do. I'm gonna go over to the section that's closest to the register and open my ear hole up, and I'm going to listen. Icky, gross. The young lady who let you in basically goes around and she's straightening. There's no other customers or anything. Oh, like okay. That. I thought maybe the manager would be up there, but okay. As soon as you approach the register, um, you do see a young lady. She looks like she's really young, probably in her 20s. And uh, you can see she does have a manager's tag, name tag on that says Chris, K-R-I-S. And uh, she, she sort of looks up at you and smiles. And I smile and nod back. Yeah, and she, she's sort of looking at some stuff. She's like, don't I know? Are you Samantha Blaine? Yes. Yes, I am. You know, you probably don't remember me, but I was in one of your classes a couple years back. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you I, looked familiar. Yeah, I know. It was a, it was a big class, so maybe I sort of blended That's in. That's okay. How are you doing? I, I'm well. I'm well. I just... Uh, you know, I'd like to thank you for, you know, teaching us, and uh, and I've managed to land this. I'm uh, I'm actually uh, assistant manager here. Oh, well, you know, maybe actual manager right now. But oh, why? What happened? Uh, well, you know, Ryan, um, uh, he was arrested. Uh, right. That seemed really strange when when my husband told me about it. They're, they were friends way back in the military when they joined. It it is. I mean, it, it makes no sense. Out of character. You know, I. Maybe I shouldn't talk out of turn. Like he only raped a few girls. He's always been a kind and reasonable manager. He actually mm-hmm. interviewed me a couple of years ago. He's, I mean, I, I have no clue why would he be involved in this ketamine thing. I mean, that's it seems strange to us as well. I mean, my and husband he, and he's he's over at the uh, the jail hoping to to see him. I believe so. Yeah. Well. My fiance. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I, I think I remember Dan. Yeah, he's he seemed to be a nice guy too. I, I hope, 
I hope he's able to find some information because this, I mean, it sort of doesn't make sense, but it sort of does. What do you mean? Well, why don't you give me a persuade roll? Okay. What does that mean? Do I have to buy a book? (laughs) I needed a 10 and I got a 16. Much better than I thought I would get. (laughs) Because I have no persuasion. That's true. I just bat my eyes and hope for the best, I guess. That's right. What's persuasion? What is persuasion? I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you later about it. So uh, you rolled a uh, 16, you needed a 10, so that's a failure, unfortunately. So Chris, Chris is like, she seems like she wants to say something, but then she just, she's like, I'm, I'm sorry, I've, I've really got to get back to work. Uh, Not a problem. It was uh, great l- to see you again. Yeah, you as well. Um, you know, let her know if you need any any help finding books or anything like okay, that. Okay, no problem. Ha- no have problem. a good if day. You, if you need anybody to talk to ever, just... You know, holler at me. Well, I appreciate that. I That's... live in a house. Just go, hey! Hey! I gotta go ahead and give her my number. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll take that down. I mean, it's 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 Thank it's you. really nice to see a student that's succeeding and doing well for themselves. It makes me feel good, like I actually did a little a little good in this world. Assistant manager at Bankrupt Books. Shut it. She thinks she's doing <laughs> Soon good. Soon to be a real manager. <laughs> All right, well, uh, if I think of anything, I'll give you a call. But I, I appreciate it. I'll, I'll be in touch. No problem. Sounds good. Have a good one. She disappears back into the office. <gasps> She's a magician, too. Uh, anything else you'd like to do? Um, I'm going to look at the mystery novels and uh, pick one up for Dan. Uh, any particular author he likes? I'm going to look at the back and see which was which one was published the most recently. Because <laughs> I have no idea what one's <laughs> Oh, he likes new works. books. Yes. Nude books. Nude books. Nicely. Books with no covers. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and continue with Gabe here and Roy. So you're back with uh, Bugsy, and uh, he's he's uh, letting you you and uh, Dan into the the back room. Well, I wish I had sent Sam away because Dan's taken forever. Yeah, D- Dan actually excuses himself uh, to use the bathroom real quick and says, "Go ahead, I'll, I'll catch up with you." I'm not the best at notes, so this might be hard. So Bugsy takes you back to a small uh, holding cell. And let you enter in, and you see uh, Ryan Davies there. He's just a 32-year-old middle-aged man. And he, he, he sort of looks up expectantly and, and uh, says, Oh, uh, hi, uh, I, I was expecting uh, Dan. I kind of thought maybe he would have come. Dan's dead. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> he was a prank, dude. He pegged me! <laughs> it was a prank. The camera's right up there. Oh, oh, oh. Nah, he's just... I, I'm sorry, it's been a long night. Yeah, I know. I know. I know all about you, Davies. What? This would be a lot better if I had my good cop here, <laughs> but I don't. Uh, well, I, I've already told the officers everything I know. I I've been in your store. We chat. Yeah. So oh, I know. Yeah, that you... I guess I do. Yeah, you're you're from here originally, aren't you? Yeah. You're yeah. a royal. Yeah, yeah. I know. I yeah. I think my dad knew your dad. How about you? You tell your bud everything you know. What do you want to know? Why'd you take the ketamine? I uh, look. I I don't. I don't remember anything. I just. I. I was leaving work, and then next thing I know, I'm hauled off to drug jail on drug and burglary charges. I don't. I don't understand. I didn't do anything. Any past charges? No, absolutely not. And Roy, why don't you go ahead and give me a psychology roll? I need a ten. I got a fifty-eight. It's a failure. You're not quite sure if he's telling the whole truth? Nothing but the truth. Huh. All right. I don't I suppose I have no choice to de- to believe you in this great in this great country. So until you're proven guilty, 
you're fine by me. Okay. But I'd watch out for that Bugsy. Yeah, Bug- Bugsy's he's an okay guy. I mean, you know, he's been in the town forever, and and uh, he's been really nice. He gave, he got me a good breakfast this morning. Few people know Bugsy like I do. Has he got a mean streak in him? A mile wide? <laughs> We've known each other forever, and I've seen his worst. And oh god, it takes a while to crack him. But if you crack him, he'll throw you through a screen door. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll uh, I'll make sure not to crack him. Release the crack him. I remember once he was shooting firecrackers at girls just just to be funny. Well, that doesn't sound very nice. That sounds neither funny nor nice. Yeah, we were kids. We were like. We were like 36 years old. We were just kids. You don't understand. Well, uh, listen, um, if you wouldn't mind, uh, you know, if you see Dan, um, you know, maybe let him know that uh, anything he can do to help me out here would be really appreciated. And uh, and just maybe get a note to my wife and let her know that I'm fine. And I know that she's trying to get the bail scraped together. And, you know, I, I'm I'm fine here for a, a day or two. It's no problem. But if you could just, you know, get the, get the word to my wife. I'll make sure. Her name's Caitlin. All right, I'll, I'll make sure that Caitlin finds out. Okay, well, I thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Arroyo. You're a good member of this town, and as of now, I trust you. Don't let that change. Okay, I, I won't, and uh, I'll just uh, I'll just hang here, and, and uh, hopefully we can figure out what's going on. Don't hang here. There's still a chance <laughs> that you'll be okay. No, they, they took my shoelaces. I, I think we're okay. <laughs> all right, all right, good, good. But there's a sheet <laughs> it's a pile, though. It's a pile of sheep. Oh, okay. What was the wife's name? Caitlin. That there's for your wiki. All right, all right. Any specific message you want to give? No, just let let her know um, that I'm okay, and when I get out of here, everything's gonna be better, and I'll make it up to her. All right. Don't you worry. I'm trying to get on Dan's good side, and he seems to care. So you got Arroyo on the case. I I really appreciate it, Mr. Arroyo. And um, oh uh, yeah, one other message for my wife. Just let her know that uh, that she she should probably reconsider my life. Just let her know that. All right. I appreciate Suspicious, it. Suspicious, but I'll I'll pass it along. I okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. And say hi to Dan if you ever see him again. I will. I will. I hope his internet's okay. Yeah, his internet's been sick lately. Have a good one, Ryan. And you leave the cell and uh, go back out to Bugsy. He's like, yeah, so that, did he help you anything? Uh, he was kind of acting strange, but I don't know really what to make of it. I don't blame him. He's probably got no sleep. I mean, he, we've been at him all morning long. and uh, I don't you know, know his wife, right? Oh, yeah, Caitlin. Yeah, her and the kids. Uh, but I think, uh, I think the kids are... They sent him away for... A little while over to their grandparents in Middleton. That's weird. Yeah, he no, told I... me to tell her to reconsider his life. Oh, uh, hmm. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. This guy's a strange bird. Yeah, he's a, he's a very strange kind of guy, for sure. Or even in school, he was always back of the class kind of kid. I don't know. Is, yeah, he always seemed to be a, like a just kind of nice, mild-mannered guy, but it uh, seems lately it's just been kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. Well, anyways, uh, I'm sure their bail will kick in here probably tomorrow, so he'll be out and about, and then it's up to the courts to decide. All right. All right. Anything else, Mr. Arroyo? No, I'm good. Say say, say hi to the family for me, will you? All right. All right. I have to get over for dinner sometime. Yeah, sounds good, man. Anytime. Uh, you can help me put up that new screen door. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Need that. Get some firecrackers at the kids. Uh, and I think, uh, I think uh, who, who the guy you were with, Dan, I think he already took off. All right. Uh. I'll try and catch up, but I doubt it will happen. Well, you have a good you have a good day. Have a good weekend, there, man. See you, Bugsy. All right, why don't you each of you give me a library use roll? 
I needed a 56. I needed a 60, and I got a 56, so I succeeded. And Samantha? Holy crap. I needed a 20, and I got a 6. Nicely done. Okay, so you both succeed, and I'm just going to go ahead and give you a little bit of information here about ketamine. So both of you would have had maybe, particularly Samantha, would have maybe run across something of this nature in the library. You know what that means. And Roy, probably in his normal everyday FBIing. Uh, that's a word, right? Isn't that? Yeah, uh, FBIing. That's a, that's, a, that's a verb. FBIing. Investigating. Uh, basically, I'm going to read you a little bit of a blurb here about ketamine. It's ketamine chloride, hydrochloride, or simply ketamine, is a white powder that is odorless and tasteless. When added into a drink, the imbiber becomes subject to a lost sense of time and identity, loss of coordination, distorted perceptions of sight and sound, memory problems, and other perception-altering conditions. As such, it is frequently used as a notorious date-rape drug. And ketamine is legal for purchase in the United States for use as an anesthetic for humans and animals, though mostly for animals. Veterinary hospitals and animal shelters are often robbed for their supplies of this drug. Holy crap. Davies is going to start anesthesizing animals. Anesthesizing. When he's not FBIing, he's anesthesizing. <laughs> Samantha, uh, you pick up uh, a mystery novel. For Dan and pay for it. The teenage girl running the counter says, okay, well, have a good day. Thanks for coming in. No problem. You too. And where are you headed after this? I'm going to CVS. So you go to CVS and uh, do a little shopping in the aisles. I got and, some awesome MAC lipstick. And uh, your your phone rings. You can clearly see from the uh, screen that it is Dan calling. Hello, Dan? Yep. I told you I don't want to do this stuff during the day. Brunch. Pegging. And then it disconnects. What the hell? Damn it. Stupid Verizon. Hashtag sponsor us, Verizon. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not my router. And as you're looking at the phone, it rings again. And it says, bankrupt books. I answer it. Hello? Uh, hi, um, Mrs. Blaine? Yes. I. It's uh, Chris from the bookstore. Yes. Hi, Chris. Look, um... Is everything okay? Only because we know each other, I I thought maybe you could use some information about Ryan. Okay, sure, yeah. Look, there, there was something, okay? Um, mm-hmm. Ryan started acting a little bit different about a month ago. Okay, like how? Well, he would go around the bookstore and start picking them up and saying they're trash and not worth the paper they were printed on. And he'd actually do this in full view of the customers. It was, I mean, it was very weird and embarrassing. And then later on, he, he pretended like it never happened. He just... Sponsor us, Kindle. I, you know, I thought that was sort of weird, but I mean, that wasn't the worst of it. it it's it's very strange. And I, I hate to say this about him, but I, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe he can get some help of some sort. Okay. Women would come in the store and he would... Look at them. Okay. Both the customers and some of the pretty female clerks we have working for us. And and honestly, he started looking at me, too. So not just the pretty ones? Oh. Uh, <laughs> just kidding, internet. I, you know, and about a week ago, he, he invited me to spend some time at the Arkham Motel. Okay. Well, that's no. He's that's never. Strange, he's, he's never married. acted this way. I know. I know. And of course, you know, I I didn't know what to think. I mean, he was my manager. I, you know, right. I, I don't. I didn't want to get fired. I I didn't know yeah. if I should report him. I mean, he's got a family to support. He's got two kids and a wife, and she's so nice. That is really bizarre. <sighs> I know. And you said it was just all of a sudden. Yeah. It, it's. 
it started about a month ago and then it seems to be getting worse and about a week ago is when you know he came on to me and i i've just been trying to you know avoid him here and there and just do my job stick to my job and uh, you know it's you know now that i think about it about 6 weeks ago mm-hmm. he commented about something about some weird old diary that came in from an estate sale hmm. and and he took the book with him. And that's where we're going to call the episode. Wow. It was good character build. Good job, Roy, 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 oh, Thanks. All right, so let's launch into our recommendos of the week. And I'll go ahead and start us off. Uh, I am recommending a South Korean uh, horror film called The Wailing. And this is a nearly three-hour subtitled South Korean horror film, which is really good. I had heard some very nice things about it from other horror podcasts. It takes its time, builds suspense, and essentially follows a small village in South Korea that is experiencing a an epidemic of sorts. Uh, these people keep coming down with boils, and eventually they die after a few days. It takes uh, the point of view of a small town policeman in this village uh, who is sort of a bumbling idiot. So there's a little bit of comedy uh, at the beginning. And if you know um, some Asian films, they they tend to vary uh, in tone quite a bit over the course of the movie as it unfolds. It might be a comedy one minute and then be a horror film the next and then maybe a drama. So it varies uh, tone, which I really like because American filmmakers are not uh, they don't trust viewers enough to believe that they can vary tone. They, they think it all needs to be the same thing. So it needs to be a straight out horror. It starts off sort of with some comedic overtones, but then slowly becomes more of a, like a, a police procedural drama. And then goes into full on supernatural mode, which uh, I really like that progression in the story and it goes into towards the end i'd say the last 20 minutes are just riveting where uh, everything sort of unravels nobody is safe and it ends on a very downbeat note so if you're a big fan of films that are not happy endings then you will really like this so i highly recommend the wailing it is on netflix or at least it was a couple weeks ago when i watched it i encourage you to check it out and i believe it is on shutter as well at this point so Everything I do has to end in a happy ending. Right. Otherwise, it's not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth the 20 bucks, right? (laughs) Right. So uh, let's go ahead with you, Brian. What's your recommendo this week? Uh, I am recommending Riff Tracks, which a lot of people, I'm sure, already know Riff Tracks. They're super popular. Uh, It's an old Mystery Science Theater 3000 group. Uh, They riff new movies and old. They just announced, and I just backed them on Kickstarter, their live riffs for this summer. And they are doing, and I'm very excited, the Doctor Who, the Five Doctors. It's going to be really good live riff track, so it's broadcast right to the movie theaters all across the nation. You go and watch them broadcast it live through Fathom. Um, They have another one that's coming out. It's uh, Samurai Cop. That's going to be on April 13th, so that's coming up. That's on sale right now. So I'm going to go to both awesome events. They're really fun. By buying a ticket to go, you get a bunch of free stuff from their website, Backing them on Kickstarter, even for a dollar, gets you tons and tons and tons of free stuff from their website as well. So highly recommend it. If you're a fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000, they've just carried that torch in there and they're moving forward. Yeah, I did watch um, Abraxas. Yes. Jesse uh, Ventura. Yes. It's the, good. Oh, my God. That is such a <laughs> terribly horrible, awesome movie. 
All right, Matt, what's your recommendo for this week? For this week, I am going to cover both sides of the aisle, for I am giving you a game that is both mobile and available on PC, because I'm just good like that. Uh, it's a game called the Guild. It's called uh, Guild of Dungeoneering, and what it is is it's a, a turn-based dungeon crawler. But the twist being that instead of you playing your hero, it uses a card system that you construct the dungeon around the hero, and then he goes off and does his own thing. It's top down. It has a really, really cool like black and white, black and white cartoony art style to it. Well, we'll check that out. Uh, Gabe, what's your recommendo? I'm gonna preface it with it's not for everyone. If you get offended in any way, shape, or form, I would not recommend this because it it gets pretty pretty touch and go. But um, I'd be the album. It's uh, Pink Season by Pink Guy, Filthy Frank, whatever you want to call him. Parts of it are on Spotify, Hidden, and parts of it are on iTunes, but you can get the full album. You can listen to it for free on YouTube. For me, it's just tons of fun, but I'm pretty carefree. Nothing really bothers me. I can understand this album bothering people because it gets pretty edgy, but I like it. I think I know a lot of other people that like it. So if you just like having fun, having a laugh, this is a really funny album that I think you'd really like. All right. All good recommendations. Well, uh, that is going to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Please also share it around and just drop us a note here and there, too. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our social media, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our wiki. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And if anyone knows what the hell happened, because I sure don't, tell me on Twitter at The Real Weird Kid. And you can find me at Brian Podcast on Twitter. And you have to find me in person. Until next time, roll for sanity. The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2017. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com.